0: Gambling is the activity of risking money on the result of something such as a game or horse race hoping to make money. Hello and welcome to this week's show. My name is Tai Tulaniyo and I'm the radio host and host assistant for the New Heights Show on Education and the New Heights Educational Group. This show is pre-recorded on Fridays and focuses on youth and issues affecting them. We are all thinking of Pamela Clark and her family, and we wish her a speedy recovery. Problem gambling commonly referred to as a gambling addiction and clinically recognized as a gambling disorder affects people of all ages from adolescents as young as 10 to adults in their senior years. It's not a matter of being irresponsible. It's an addiction rooted in the brain just as are the drug and alcohol addictions of millions of people it is not only a bad behavior or a bad habit it's a serious condition two million united states adults meet the criteria for pathological gambling that is the most severe level of gambling addiction and another four to six million are considered problem gamblers And the earlier a person is introduced to gambling, the more likely they are to become problem gamblers as adults or even earlier. You might think it's too early to think about your child and gambling. After all, the legal age for gambling on the pokies at the tab or at a casino is 18 years. But some children start gambling very young, as young as 10 years. Most children have gambled by the age of 15. Gambling comes in many forms. You have card games, lottery tickets, applications, video games, and sports bets. For children and teenagers, the most common form of gambling are card games at home, lottery tickets, and scratchy cards. Some children move from these games to more serious types of gambling in later adolescence like racing and other sports betting gambling for most youth is an infrequent and inconsequential pastime for some it's part of the normal adolescent experimentation with adult behaviors and may be considered a rite of passage into adulthood in that youth of legal age tend to shift their gambling participation away from informal games. Nevertheless, a small percentage of youth population gamble frequently and experience problems associated with their gambling, and these youths will likely need prevention and intervention services. Studies about gambling. U.S. residents ages 14 to 21, approximately 2.1% struggle with problem gambling. Another 6.5% are at risk. If a teenager's problem gambling is not altered early, it can have devastating consequences that affect the rest of their lives. There are a number of reasons the brain is something to consider when comparing the decision-making of children to adults, and especially when we begin to discuss adolescence and addiction. Children don't always understand or fully acknowledge the impact of their decisions and actions. Our brains do not fully develop until we reach our early 20s. While 23 and 24 years old are just beginning to use their fully matured brains to evaluate emotions and make decisions. Children and teenagers are not prepared to balance emotion and logic to make healthy choices. They are not prepared to consider all the consequences of anyone's decision. Instead, they are more likely to act impulsively and take risks. But then, what parts of our brain affect our decision-making so drastically? There are three important parts of the brain which I will be talking about that affect our decision. The nucleus accumbens is the part of the human brain that determines how much effort we are willing to put into earning a reward. It's where pleasure and excitement for achievement is recognized. As teenagers develop, their immature nucleus accumbens may be what makes teenagers prefer activities such as video games that don't require much effort to provide excitement and reward. The amygdala. the amygdala processes emotions and gut reactions. As people develop from teenagers to adults, this kind of activity shifts to the prefrontal cortex, leading to more rational thoughts rather than reactive thoughts. When this occurs, more reasoned observations and decisions are made. Unfortunately, until the prefrontal cortex develops, Fair and aggressive behaviors driven by the amygdala are more noticeable. And the third is the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex, one of the last parts of the brain to completely mature, is located just behind the forehead. This area is responsible for the complex processing of information which affects how people make decisions, control their impulses, and set goals or plans when the prefrontal cortex is underdeveloped poor decision making and judgment can occur a person's nerve cells that connect the frontal lobes also called the um, cerebral cortex with the rest of the brain are not fully developed when he or she is only a teenager studies have concluded that early involvement in gambling is predictive of later gambling problems. Many adult problem gamblers report that they started gambling when they were young. It can be assumed that between 2 and 7% of young people experience a gambling addiction compared to about 1% of adults. An estimated 6 to 15% of youth have gambling problems that are less severe why two to three percent of adults fall into that category? One study in Minnesota showed that compared to girls, boys are more likely to gamble overall than girls, and they are more likely to be frequent gamblers, that is, defined as participating in gambling behavior, either weekly or daily than girls. This same study found the most recent rates of past year gambling among youth are about 60% of boys and 30% of girls. About 4% of girls and 50% of boys gamble at least once a week. Finally, this study demonstrated that the rates of gambling participation among youth have gradually and consistently declined since it first measured gambling behavior in 1992. There has been a significant decline in underage play of the lottery from 1992 to 2010, and also a downward um, trend in underage casino play from 1998 to 2010. Demographic, behavior, and other psychosocial variables are associated with with gambling disorder among youth, and have been consistently reported across studies. Being male, antisocial behavior, alcohol and drug use parental gambling academic problems impositivity and peer defiance these variables may play a role in the development or in the maintenance of gambling behavior and disorder studies indicate that problematic gambling behaviors may be part of um, a constellation of issues that are mainly exhibited by male including frequent alcohol use, tobacco use, drug use, and antisocial behavior. These studies also indicate that youth are typically involved in multiple risky behaviors such as cigarette smoking, alcohol use, drug use, and gambling disorders. educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello listeners, if you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store. Welcome back to the new high show on education. My name is Taibat Tolanio and I've been talking about um, gambling as it affects children, teenagers and youth. And I also talked about the part of the brain that helps in decision making, as well as some studies that I've talked about gambling. Now I'll move to um, sources of gambling. The television and the internet expose children to gambling. There are lots of gambling advertisements on television, as well as thousands of online gambling websites which children might access. Also, children can gamble without money on smartphones and um, social media apps. And many video games rated as okay for children have gambling themes and content. Smartphones and tablets let young people gamble at any time, day or at the night. It may look like fun to children, teenagers and the youth. Gambling and gambling-like experiences are so widespread that children see it as a normal part of everyday life, including sport. Gambling advertisements send the message that gambling is fun, exciting, and a quick and easy way to get rich. Teenagers might think of gambling as a good social activities because Online gambling activities use chat and messaging to encourage playing with friends, sharing gambling stories, and getting others to play bets. Gambling at the ages of 10 or 11 can be seen as innocent and harmless, but studies have shown that children who are introduced to and begin gambling by age 12 are four times more likely to become problem gamblers. We must educate our kids about the potential dangers of gambling in an effort to prevent future gambling addictions. Other sources of um, getting knowing how to gamble include, peers at school introduce gambling opportunities to group of friends and convince others to participate in bets. Kids are exposed to venues such as race tracks where gambling is not only common, but expected. Images of gambling are found on the TV, the radio, billboards, posters, and other forms of traditional and online advertising. And lastly, new games are available on mobile and online applications which allow kids to wager fake money and property for opportunities to gain or win. Risk associated with gambling. Low level of gambling might seem safe for older children and teenagers, and some teenagers who are trying out new experiences do gamble. But gambling in childhood increases the risk of gambling problems in adulthood. About a third of adult problem gamblers who seek treatment started gambling when they were 11 to 17 years old. Teenagers who gamble are at greater risk of other harmful behaviours, which might include antisocial behaviour, school truancy or poorer school achievement, smoking, drinking, and drug use, higher rates of depression and anxiety, loss of friendships with non-gambling peers. Although the health impact of gambling among adults are increasingly recognised, it is much less the case among children. Problem gambling in the early years of life is likely to be profoundly detrimental to the mental, emotional, and social health of children, to negatively impact on development and school performance, and to increase the risk of acquiring other addictions. These consequences might extend well beyond childhood and cause adverse health, social, and economic outcomes in adult life. And here is where I'll be stopping on today's show. You can reach me by email at alllearningrt at At 5 p.m. on sun, Sundays, Eastern Standard Time, A host and assistant to the New Height Show on Education, Barbara Boland, will be having a show on the history and issue of civil rights. Join us on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for Education in the News, a pre-recorded show. Be sure to check out our previous radio shows and join me every Friday at radio.newheighteducation.org as I discuss yet another issue youths are facing. Remember, a troubled youth is a troubled adult. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. At One Day University...